Hey everyone, Steve here. Just a quick note up top before we start the episode. During the interview segment of the show, unfortunately we had a bit of trouble with the individual audio stems. Do not trust Zoom to sufficiently capture a three-way conversation. We've tried to do our best to make things as smooth as possible, but we were working from a few different audio sources, so you might notice a bit of chopping and discrepancies in quality here and there. Hopefully it's not enough to detract from what we thought was a really nice chat, but just bear that in mind. Anywho, hope you still enjoy the show. Roll that theme. Hey, young. Street nature, hey, street nature to the sold out voice and divine. Now everybody grab your glass now, sip on the wine. This time we take you back and let your body really unwind. This is soul and this is music, this what makes us secure. Yeah. Now we're spinning yeah. on the Angelo, the ladies applaud. But our station's gonna make you feel like this here before. Exploring all the roots of soul, neo music beyond. My name is Noble Dan, I think I better just let it run. Let it run.
Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Sold Out Written the Vine, where we explore the world of Neo Soul and beyond. With me, April Olatunji, joined by my fellow Neo Soul nerd, Mr. Steve Southern. Hey, Steve. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Back once again. Back once again. How's it cracking? Yeah, man, it's good. <laughs> Renegade Masters. Back once again. <laughs> We is back. Ready for another one, another sesh? Yeah, we're ready. Do you want to let us know what we're going to be getting up to? Oh, yeah, I do. I very much do. (laughs) We say it every month, don't we? But this edition's going to be yet another very special one. Special one. Because later in the show, we're so excited Mm -hmm. to be joined by arguably one of the queens of today's UK soul scene, isn't she? Absolutely, completely agree. Love her music. Yeah, we're going to be talking to the incredible Marie Dalstra. Woohoo! <laughs> Mega. Yeah, if those of you regular to the show um, probably know how much we love basically everything <laughs> this lady touches. So She can do no wrong. It's a genuine honour and thrill yeah. to be able to talk to her a bit later on. Yeah. And I think in, in salute of Marie's Scandinavian roots were... We're going to be cooking up a bit of a Scandi special as well, aren't we? Ooh, Play Scandi special. Scandinavian soul. <laughs> nice. But yeah, what did we just hear? You were just listening to Bjork, Hyper Ballad. Bit of an interesting <laughs> choice Yeah, this what, week. I was going to ask, like, what's myself? going on with the route this month? This is, uh, what's that about? This is more uh, in sort of my territory, I think. You're, you're bringing the weirdness with Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised myself. How do you see the influence of someone like Bjork impacting the, the soul scene? Yeah, well, that's the beauty of music, isn't it? There's strands of connections to it all. And I think if you give it the time you can make those connections. So although kind of Bjork's a little bit like out there. A little bit. Um, <laughs> just just a little bit. Well. Um, I have an interesting connection. Ooh, I'm intrigued, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, I've, I've always been a big fan of the earlier Bjork stuff. Yeah. I think some of my earliest musical loves really have been like finding... I guess soul in like electronic spaces and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I grew up loving stuff like Lamb and yes. everything but the girls, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like trip hoppy, isn't it? It's kind of yeah, it's yeah. crossover. You'd find that like still like beautiful, heartfelt songwriting, but you'd also get crazy soundscapes and beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that can create really special stuff when done right. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about when you uh, push boundaries you push musical boundaries or you have like a certain vision Mm. that kind of paves the way for other people you know like you know we were just looking at um the soul aquarians and yeah they were doing something new and you need those vanguard artists to really push things to the next stage don't you absolutely and i'd probably argue the same thing for bjork she's probably set a real precedent for lots of electronic pop-based artists today yeah absolutely yeah i think you hear that more now than ever really don't you even in r&b and stuff yeah definitely um, like artists like you know like kalela mm-hmm, stuff yeah. like that like really dark moody electronic r&b the, there's there's so much fusion that's happened i think over the past yeah. kind of 10 years where now it's kind of a little bit difficult to separate mm. r&b from electronic from electronic know. from indie yeah, from folk they've, yeah they've all come together there's a great release this year actually by um new singer called rochelle jordan 
mm-hmm. very Kalela-esque, but also like drum and bass elements, garage elements, electronic elements, like really yeah. dark and brooding. Yeah, that's cool, man. Do you know Serpent with Feet? No, I've never heard of those. Oh, if you want a male Bjork, <laughs> who's still very much classed as an R&B artist, mm-hmm. look up Serpent with Feet. He has the most amazing voice okay. and he uses very similar like textures mm-hmm. in his music as well. Yeah. He's a mix between Bjork and Brandy, but like a male, oh, really? queer, black artist. Wow, that sounds very interesting. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, you talk about like a vocal tone and Bjork has such a distinct tone she is like an alien being the sounds that she makes are like they're kind of harsh but also sweet i don't know how she manages to do it there's a really beautiful contrast in that's that's why i loved so much of that electronic trip-hop stuff it's that kind of like the rubbing together of things that you probably wouldn't think would sound beautiful but then you get these beautiful like lyrical melodies over these like really harsh beats yeah but they do compliment sound great yeah, so, so, so Bjork's got this um, kind of unique approach to vocalising. I also think that it's quite soulful. It, it, I think so. It is very soulful. Yeah, it's like a um, yearning, a yearning yeah. in her voice. Like when she really goes full throated, it's like, oh yeah, I'm feeling that in the gut. Yeah, and she's got a real kind of unique style. She's very much her own person, and I think that's... Um, she has that authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. Doesn't really chase trends. She's just like, she's in her own world. Yeah, she really does just love music. And um, she has been on the scene for like four decades or something. Yeah, she's started in the Sugar Cubes, didn't she? The Sugar yeah, Cubes. Yeah, that's right, the Sugar Cubes. Um, like an alt-rock band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely different. But she has this drive to create. Yeah, that drive and kind of weirdness is... Probably a good segue into your vine as well, I imagine. Yes, absolutely. So, who, who, who are you bringing? Who are you bringing? This month, I found it actually really difficult, as you know. But we were going back into the neo soul sector, but we're landing on somebody who's a little bit more kind of out there, a bit more pushing the boundaries, a bit more. If you've seen a picture of her, you wouldn't think, "Oh, yeah, that's a neo soul artist." Kind <laughs> yeah, of. that's so true. <laughs> She, um, she's not psychedelic what you punk singer or something. Yeah, absolutely. And that is Nair Palm, yeah. the lead singer of Hiatus Coyote. And she is, uh, <laughs> she is absolutely wild. She is wild. I remember seeing uh, Nakamura, the video for that, for the first time, and I was amazed. I was like, wow, this is class. But I was also really confused. <laughs> yeah. I felt like there was a real disconnect in like the mm. imagery, what you expect. And that's great. Yeah. Piercings yeah. and wild hair and amazing wardrobe. Yeah. Just not fitting into our um, expectations and standards of perceived beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's just completely herself. Yeah. Unapologetically near palm. Like even she said, like, she has like this metal guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just plays like sweet soul music on it. Yeah, and it's, just it's like... a guitar that's made for like shredding metal, like <laughs> 80s metal music, and she plays it to play a beautiful neo soul riff. Yeah, so she's kind of got that I'm pushing the boundaries already just with her image Yeah, and her, her kind of outlook. And for me, what connects uh, Napalm and Bjork together is one their vocal tones in that mm-hmm. the, some of the sounds that they create are they're not really conventional like you, you hear it in Nair's, um 
her, her voice every now and again, it kind of screeches and it, there's like a harshness to it, but there's also a real sweetness. Yeah. So that their vocal tone, for one, um, their style, they're mm. kind of like, they're not conforming. They both have quite an eclectic library of influences. Yeah. So, you know, like m- most of the R&B soul singers that you come across, you, you can trace the, the main people are, okay, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, the more traditional like soul singers and performers. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Um, but these ladies have more of a kind of world music view. Yeah. And you can hear that through the the scales that are present in their music. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the thing I read about Nay being sort of influenced, or at least played to by her mother growing up, was like flamenco and gypsy music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily, it's not a direct copy of that sort of stuff, but as you said, the weird yeah. alternative scales that she uses and the less formulaic like runs that she does. Yeah. I can trace that back to like gypsy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, so they have they have a kind of a, a different stream of influence, which kind of you hear it plays out um, in this particular way, whether that be the way that they're using the voice as an instrument, you know? Yeah, she well, there's a lot of her voice is essentially used as another instrument, isn't it? Whether it be yeah. percussive, whether it's just a nice layer. There's always, she's yeah. got that instantly identifiable hiatus coyote yeah, sound in so many she songs is. that... The vocals, like the driving element of the song. Yeah, absolutely. She's a big part of that, the band sound. Um, And another thing, actually, which links them together, which is cool, but it's also quite broad. But uh, I thought it was interesting they both share this affinity. Um, They both have a real love of the outdoors and nature. Mm. And their like song topics are very much influenced by the earth. So, you know, that hyper ballad, it's it's about... um, That's true. She goes out, Bjork walks out early in the morning before her lover wakes up and <laughs> she stands on the edge of a cliff and she throws yeah. things off the cliff. Imagines what her body would sound like <laughs> slamming against those rocks. <laughs> yeah. Which we just said is the most morbid it is. sounding line in music, but the way she delivers it is just it's beautiful. so yeah. soulful and poetic that you're just like, oh, what a yeah. vivid rich imagery i love it it strikes me every time so she's writing from a place of okay i'm outside walking on the mountaintops i'm out in nature and that's how i'm going to talk about love Mm. um and then a bit more abstract yeah and then nay's approach is um for example um the next song that we're going to play breathing underwater oh one of my faves it's an epic song. It's so, so cool and so out there um, rhythmically. Is about the elements and how they relate to each other in love. And I'm, that's pretty out there as it is. I mean, how do you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was, sh- she did say that when she wrote that song, she had, <laughs> she had basically there's a, a cactus that she'd gotten high. <laughs> she gotten high. I like where this like, is going. <laughs> this plant. And she uh, she was just sat at a waterfall <laughs> and she was just admiring the water. And that's kind of where that song came from. I mean, there's probably, yeah, massive hallucinogenics in some hiatus coyote. Well, yeah. I mean, you can just look at the artwork and you can just yeah. tell that there's some definite tripping yeah, going that's, on. that's probably quite a potent route as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was awesome. that was kind of um, the, the links that I had found for both of them. And they're not, Very cool. I mean, Very you cool. could argue that 
absolutely got nothing to do with each other. But I just, no, no, I think there's a I lot. Felt to, like there was, yeah. they were, they're kind of like it's like artistic sisterhood there. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, very cool pick, and I'm all about uh, diving into the weirder pockets yeah. of uh, these influencers. Yeah. So yeah, we awesome. Don't always stick in a box. It's good to get out of the box. Oh, so yeah. this is Hiatus Coyote, breathing underwater.
This is Saprel and you're listening to Sold Out Roots and The Vine.
nice slick tune there. Very nice. That's Neverland by Quadrin. Quadrin, yes, Quadron. these guys. Yeah, they're a, a Danish duo, consisting of singer Coco O and producer Robin Hannibal. Mm. And uh, yeah, this this album's from like 2013, but I can't even remember where I first heard it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I mean, I... Must have just like randomly appeared in a playlist Popped at some up. point. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just one of those albums that stuck. Yeah. Really, really cool. And yeah, in honour of uh, our guest tonight, Marie Dalstrom, we're playing a bit of Danish soul there. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> and it's it's... They kind of class their music as electronic soul, which is cool. Yeah. Ties in with so we've got that nice tie, Bjork tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, just like really polished, sophisticated jazz, pop, fusion, I think. Yeah. And the producer of that outfit, Robin Hannibal, he's gone on to really carve a nice niche for himself, building on that sound a lot. Right. Um, that jazz, pop, R&B mm-hmm. fusion. Mm-hmm. He's produced some of my favourites of the last few years. Uh, Nia. Oh, okay, he's her yeah. like primary yeah. collaborator, writer, producer. So you can hear like the jazz influence in her. Yeah. Uh, Yuna, a lot of her last album. Disco, pop, but with a very jazz, R&B lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done some stuff with Jacob Banks. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, they've all got this super slick mm-hmm. sound that fits nicely between... R&B, pop, jazz, soul, just like the classiest adult pop, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you hear that in that Quadrant track, you can hear his earliest sort of works are already Mm -hmm. in that vein. Yeah, I I particularly like her her voice, got a really sweet sound. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a kind of old, Mm -hmm. old Mm soul-y sound mixed with like newer contemporary stuff. Yeah, it's really nice. She's actually just released a, a solo album. Just no way. Yeah. Oh, I wondered what she was up to. Gonna have to check that one out. There's just too much music to keep up with. It's really flipping hard. <laughs> yeah, they sadly haven't done anything together since mm-hmm. 2013, but yeah. I think we'll, it's we'll hard actually keeping a duo together. I don't think there's too many that manage. And he's in demand. Yeah. He's a busy dude. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Oh, what have you got for us next, April? You're going to keep up the Scandi vibe? I am indeed. Ooh. And I didn't even realise I was keeping up the Scandi vibe. I just... <laughs> That's how all permeating the, the sound it's is. It's great, yeah. isn't it? It all just comes together. Yeah, we have a habit of doing this, don't we? Yeah. We're like, we'll pick a couple of random Me tunes and realise, oh, all of these have got this common link. Yeah, it's Like beautiful. when we did the world really music nice. one. And yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've gone with um, Snow Allegra. Oh, beautiful. And she, like you actually introduced me to Snow, mm. she has got such a beautiful tone to her voice. Her style's just so cool, and she has that kind of fresh contemporary sound. But she also has that similar to Quadrant, like that old soul sound too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially in her earlier stuff, mm-hmm. which was the styling was a lot more retro. Yeah, in the the Feels album, that yeah. was sort of that one. That album's beautiful, and particularly yeah. that song "Time." Such yeah. a beautiful song. Time's just one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've, I've decided to play one of hers from her second album. Yeah. From, it's called "Ugh, Those Feels Again." Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those feels. Snow's yeah. Swedish as well. She is. So we've got the we've got the Danish, we've got the she Swedish. She is Swedish. Yeah. Um, what, what an amazing name as well, Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra. Yeah, she changed her name. Her born name mm. is. Uh, Shaz, no, Sharzad Fuladi. <laughs> she changed the name. There's your roots and vine bingo card of us trying to pronounce yeah. uh, 
I names. know, that's again all the time. <laughs> but she obviously changed her, her stage name to Snow Allegra and she she kind of um, all of the spelling of the Italian word Allegra, which means joy. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, she's she's got a she's got a beautiful sound. I particularly love this song. Mm-hmm. It has that real I don't know, for me that song kind of encapsulates the sound of soul now. Like yeah. It's very... Like um, the classier end of the spectrum. Yeah, very classy indeed. Um, Just a delight produced by like hip-hop guys as well, which gives it this cool mm-hmm. twist. Now, a lot of this album's produced by No ID, who's like an old like Chicago head. Yeah. There's a lot of like super early common stuff. Yes. But yeah, recently she's worked with Tyler the Creator and Pharrell. And yeah. Yeah, she, she keeps it fresh. I believe she, she kind of got her debut with uh, Common, didn't she? All oh, right. She was on one of his um, singles. Oh, um, cool, cool, cool. 2014, she appeared on Common's 10th solo album, Nobody's Smiling. Oh, you know what? That's the one Common album I'm not super familiar with. A song called Hustle Harder. Yeah, that, <laughs> I've, I've listened it. to it, but I missed yeah, it too. It's, it's not my favourite one. <laughs> yeah, and also what's interesting about Snow is that she became a prodigy of Prince's. He discovered her and reached out of to her. Of course she did. Beautiful, exotic woman like that. Of course he had his eye on Prince her. Is, yeah. Prince is like the all-knowing... Uh, the third eye. ...teacher. Yeah. He, there's, there's quite a few people he's kind of took under his wing. She's like the third person that I've found. Yeah, he's very nurturing of new <laughs> female talent. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is Snow Allegra, Find Someone Like You. Something about the way that you talk to me Even when you're not around I feel you, boy I feel you, boy Tangled in your love and your energy Perhaps it was the way that you smile I see you, boy Oh, I need you, boy
Snow Allegra. We're still in a very Scandinavian mood tonight. We are indeed. Have you got another one up your sleeve? I can keep it going if you want. I can keep it going. Keep bringing the Scandi. <laughs> yeah, one one more tune, I think, before we we talk to our amazing guest tonight. Mm. This one is Charlotte Dos Santos. And this is a tune called Red Clay from her sort of mini album, Cleo. Mm. And I thought I'd balance out the, the Scandi representation. Charlotte's from Norway. Nice. So we've had Sweden, we've had Denmark, and now we've got Norway. Cool. I think she's got this really cool, mysterious, Erica Badu kind of feel to her music. Yeah. Sort of a little bit abstract, but just really hypnotic and yeah. groovy as well, especially this track. Yeah. It's right in the pocket, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really nice. Really nice vocal tone and um, musically not really predictable. I like that. Yeah, this whole album's quite odd nice. <laughs> it's like you never know quite where it's gonna mm. go sometimes it goes like proper retro jazz as a track at the end mm. which is like dixieland jazzy big bandy mm. but then there's also like really almost like lo-fi a little bit of synth work in there where you wouldn't expect it to be okay. so it, it's kind of like a darker mm-hmm. synthy hypnotic erica badu for me yeah I think that seems to be a through line through a lot of Scandinavian music, I guess. Even when you think of those like classic Scandinavian pop songs, mm-hmm. like a few mm-hmm. years ago, I guess, where we had Robin and Sigrid and stuff like that, those mainstream like Scandi pop artists who were like super trendy, mm-hmm. but they had this like synth pop element to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like a, a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. there's something there, because I guess the three tracks we've played tonight have had elements of synth and electronic. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has that electronic uh, slant, doesn't it? Yeah, but like mm. this, like a coolness, not icy, but just like a cool, trendy vibe to mm-hmm. a lot of the Scandinavian stuff. Super hip, isn't it? Proper hip, yeah, hip. yeah. Just <laughs> They've always been the, the, the coolest. Yeah, definitely. Unless it's alphabet. who is still awesome I will not hear a bad word said against Alphabet (laughs) or Ace of Bass (laughs) so do you want to introduce this song Steve before we go into our special guest segment yeah yeah one more tune as I said before we talk to Marie Dahlstrom this is Charlotte Dos Santos with Red Clay I didn't really fall 
listening to Roots and the Vine. Hello, hello, hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, hello. Okay, people, it is that time of the show where we get to talk to some of the most influential and inspiring artists of our time. And tonight we have a very special guest on Roots and the Vine. Her music has been an absolute favorite of mine and Steve's for a number of years. And with each release, she really just continues to bring more and more beauty to the world with her unique brand of timeless and heartfelt soul. Hailing from Denmark and now based in London, she's been making a mark on the R&B and soul scene for the best part of a decade. From a debut Gloom in 2013, through the stunning LP Like Sand in 2020. Not forgetting a mammoth catalogue of singles, features and collaborations, including a latest EP, Safe Place, which has just dropped. Without further ado, let us welcome the amazingly talented Marie Dahlstrom. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, Maria. Big up, Maria. <laughs> thank you so much. What a nice intro. You got everything perfect. <laughs> you got everything in there. So nice. Thank you. You're welcome. We couldn't possibly get everything in. I know. So prolific, constantly releasing music. I know, yeah. So h- how are you today, Maria? Are you well? Yeah, I'm very good. I had a really nice day. been chilling, you know, at home, yeah. baking a peanut butter cookies, gluten-free, dairy-free. <laughs> nice. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. You know, just good. kind of riding terrible weather here. But yes, it's awful up here in Newcastle. Yeah, it's pretty grim. But uh, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Mm-hmm. We know just how busy you are. Number of different things: new music, upcoming shows, yeah, and uh, new mama duties too. Right? Very busy. It's everything at once right now. Honestly, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I like it. How are you finding it all coming into motherhood and the balance and act that ensues? <laughs> Um, I think it's been very good actually I think it's been a good time to become a mother because mm-hmm. not really that much else has been going on in this season so I've just been mm-hmm. you know I've just been at home in my pregnancy coronavirus and you know just kind of like been isolated anyways and been even more isolated to not get corona and yeah. that's mm-hmm. kind of good and I've just been creating music and then I, I went to Denmark to stay with my parents for a bit um, and I've been mm-hmm. here for almost a year and it's, it's crazy because I haven't been in Denmark I've lived in London for like 12 years and then I went back yeah. to Denmark just for like this year for like the last part of my pregnancy and then I gave birth in Denmark cool Um, Uh and I've just been stayed here um, for like yeah I'm probably going to stay here for a little bit longer I imagine that's a pretty wild change of pace in terms of way of life yeah it's so weird I'm like back in my childhood home you know with my parents it feels like it feels really it's a really nice time to be honest because I get to share all the joy with like my son with my parents and you know, I have extra hands and helps and my partner's back and forth to London for work and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been, you know, it's been very nice, a very like family kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So the new parent life's treating you well, yeah. But it's also such a big learning curve. You know, I don't know if you can remember like when you had that first child, but you know, it's, <laughs> in the beginning, it's just such a like... <laughs> it it blows yeah. your mind like nothing else. You become like... I can imagine. <laughs> It's, a, it, it's just love in a complete new way and it, it feels deeper and it's like more connected than ever before because it's literally an extension of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, plus, you know, we were just saying, can you imagine having Marie Dahlstrom singing you to sleep every night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most soothing <laughs> voice in the world. <laughs> You'll be asleep in no time. Yeah, exactly. He likes to, I, I made this ridiculous song to him like, when he was very little, like, Honey, hello. In Lila Muslim, Ali, 
See, that sounds beautiful. Does, yeah. Just drop a beat on it. You might have something there. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's great. He's very cute. He's a very funny little guy. Awesome. Well, as you know, we're both massive fans of your work. Huge fans, not going to lie. Huge fans. <laughs> I mean, we're shamelessly super fanning out here. But for anyone out there who isn't as familiar, how would you describe the music you make? I would say it's just R&B music, you know, but but yeah, but in my own way, I guess I'm not really, mm-hmm. you know, that thing about you know referencing artists. It's always hard for me because when I write, I don't usually like say or you know have a reference. That's most of it I do when I write <laughs> yeah. for other people or if, if I'm like session work, songwriting work, I'm like oh, let's do a track like this or something. Right. But when yeah. it comes to my own song, mm-hmm. I very very rarely have this type of like reference point and just whatever comes out in the moment and then you know whatever uh-huh. that is like or something and it's just kind of so I would say, yeah. I would say it's R&B or R&B yeah yeah definitely you can definitely hear that it's and I guess it's a very organic sound and very um honest and sincere and true Absolutely. to yourself which is probably the best way to be I think as an artist so we appreciate that totally I think yeah. it's the only way that makes sense for me to be honest because that's also why I would, I would be a terrible songwriter if that was the only thing I was because I'd have to come up with stories all the time and yeah. actually when I write my own songs I never come up with any type of story it's just whatever's in my head at that particular moment you know and then right. the song so yeah. I, I think from from knowing the songs you also kind of know me because it, it, yeah, it is there isn't really any uh, difference between like the artistry and myself and I think if it wasn't that, I don't think it would be the same for me to make music. Um, mm-hmm. And that's also why I don't, I don't write songs every day or even every week oh. or anything like that. I, oh, I'm surprised. When I have something to say. And I also very rarely make a lot of songs and then not use them, you know? Wow. Okay. Um, you know how some artists have you know, 200 songs on their computer that they never use and stuff? I probably, you don't have a vault. Yeah, and I have like a Prince vault. Yeah, something <laughs> that I don't have used over the years, like all these years. Ah, you use it all. That's impressive. Nice. So you're quite happy to just put things out? Yeah, I just I just put it out when I make something and feel very early on in the process if I resonate with it or not. You know what I mean? Like I, when yeah. I write the song, I'm like, yeah, I can I can feel that this is right. I, I feel something when I do it. And yeah. then usually I don't question it much after that. Then I just, it felt right. And then it's coming out, you know? That's a nice way to be. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just a very quick turnover. Mm. Just, yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. I think... Um, I know, I know lots of people, and including myself. You just kind of, you just sit on things because it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's got to get to a certain level, you know, to where you, to where you feel, okay, I'm happy. But will you ever get there? You know, never ends. Yeah, that's the thing. I tried that for a while, and all it did was kind of make me feel more anxious about music. And I think it, you quickly enter that kind of like overthinky kind of stage when it comes to music yeah. and making music. That's and, crippling that, it really is. Yeah, and you yeah. start evaluating before the product is done. And that's really uh-huh. the mistake, I think, because when you start a song and you've just done maybe the chords and the top line, you actually don't have the full song, like the arrangement, the stops, the starts, the backgrounds, all these things that come on to make something what it is. You don't you uh-huh. haven't heard it yet, you don't know what it could be. So I think uh-huh. for me, it's also a very good like um, endurance exercise or something, if you know what I mean, to kind of mm-hmm. stay with it. And then until it's proper done, then if you really don't like it, no one else has to ever hear it. And then you just had a good practice, you know. And so yeah. I try to always, you good. know, follow yeah. through to the end. 
to see how it sounds. And then if I really don't like it, then then I just learned something by doing it. There's no harm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really healthy way of approaching music, that, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Good advice. So, Marie, you've just recently released your new EP, Safe Place, which we are both absolutely loving yeah i mean we really hear that on a songwriting in this ep especially yeah it's just gorgeous before we play a track from it could you tell us a bit about the recording process yeah how was recording through the pandemic and all that and i recorded all the songs pregnant which was different with the voice was a bit different you know yeah um, but that's crazy i kind of i kind of did think actually it made my voice a bit better to be honest i think that my voice has gotten a little bit more clarity um and it was I was so sick in the first three months, like unbelievably oh, sick. I was thrown up every day for three months. It was just oh, And so I didn't really get much done then. And then after that, I was like, let me just bang these songs out so that I get it done, yeah. you know? Um, and then mm-hmm. I actually did quite a lot of it quite late in my pregnancy, like mm-hmm. after 30 weeks, I think. Mm, so it was writing quite therapeutic for you. Yeah, it was It was really nice. It was really good. I had, I had um, Elijah Fox... My good friend from, from from New York, but he lives in LA now. Mm-hmm. He was living with me in London. So me and my boyfriend and him were living together. And that made it really easy to make music because oh. I the 2020 song, I just wrote with him like in his room upstairs. And then I made me and my boyfriend made some music downstairs. And you know what I mean? So I just felt like I could just jump yeah. into different studios really in my house. Hey, got the dream team all under one roof. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I guess if, if you're going to be trapped in one place, it must be awesome mm. having fellow musicians around who are ready to go, like who want to create stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, for myself, going through the pandemic, I live with my, with my husband, who's a musician, and we created... You know, it, it was it was like a fundamental part of our survival time was just making, you know, so that's to have good. that must be, yeah, that must class. have been awesome. Yeah, exactly. I just felt like I was in the studio complex in my own house, pregnant, running around, not going outside. You know, it was it was actually it was actually all right. Mm, cool. That definitely sounds the way to go. <laughs> well, let's hear the first taste of what we've got from the EP. He is. Just just beautiful words. Mm. In this one, you're singing directly to your newborn son. Uh, it, it really got us, didn't it, April? First time we heard it, we both sent it to each other. Did, yeah. And all, your music generally leaves me feeling like this, but that song just left me feeling really, um, really warm mm-hmm. and comforted. And I could, I don't know, I could really feel that, that motherly love that you're obviously communicating to your to your little one totally and we just just beautiful thank you very much fans of those strings as well yeah we were instantly like those are Suprel strings mm. yes Suprel strings so great shout out Suprel yep yeah. yep former guest friend of the show Suprel <laughs> beautiful well let's get on we're playing it this is He Is by our guest tonight Marie Dahlstrom Someone true He is 
Stunning. <laughs> Not a dry eye on the Zoom. <laughs> Get the tissues out. Yep, yep, yep. That's a little like with the strings and everything. It's a little bit dramatic actually. No, it's lovely. It's perfect. Really just beautiful. Mm. It's so nice. Well, that was He Is. And that was the first new solo music we've heard since last year's album, Like Sand. Yeah. Um, looking back on that... How was the experience of crafting a full-length project compared to your EPs? Mm, it was really good. I kind of told myself that I really wanted to to make this album at this point in my life. I felt like I had like we're talking about lots of EPs out there, <laughs> and I kind of felt like I needed to break break off the EP around and go into the album. Right. And I just kind of I made I always make kind of these long long-term deadlines. So I just said, okay, within a year, I want to have the whole thing written, <sighs> and then I just uh-huh. try to like structure my time and also found like maybe like older songs that I really liked but never got to record and stuff and change little things um and then I went to LA for 10 days to to write with some of my friends there which was really good um and then but and then most of it then I went to New York to do some mixing on it but most of it I actually just made like in my house at home um and a lot of the (laughs) sessions and and the things musicians who were on there was just like hey do you want to come over and lay this part down yeah it was also very organic and Nice. Even with that with that album, I didn't actually have that many extra songs or anything like that to choose from. It was kind of just like, mm-hmm. this one sounds good. And and also, yeah. you know, I kind of dropped the idea of having like this whole like cohesive vibe, you know. I think it ended up being pretty cohesive. Absolutely. You know, there's yeah, yeah. three different mixing engineers on it. Some of them we just mix at home. Mm. Some of them is a, is a guy in LA. Some of them is a guy in New York. You know what I mean? Mm. The only thing that really ties it is my songwriting and the mastering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does sound like it was all recorded in the same place. It's got that same nice texture running through it. I think. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was an album I came back to again and again last year. It really was. Mm. I mean, it, it did have the prestigious honor of being my number one album of 2020 on, <laughs> Thank you so on much. Instagram. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I really appreciate that. It was It's so nice when you make something and actually it has some kind of timestamp with people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a period of summer where we were pretty locked down and mm-hmm. I just went on a bike ride around the quarry here with that album on. Ooh. The sun was out, it was lush, and yeah. I, I still remember it. It was an interesting album to make in that sense because I think what, what made it easier for me and fun to make it was that I dropped kind of all the expectations and I just... Was like I make these songs, you know. Whenever I'm happy with them, that's when they're gonna be done. Mm. And then you know you revisit a couple of times, and then I think when you've made many many songs, you you always kind of know when you when you find that threshold, and you're like, mm. okay, now I can't really bump the bar anymore. You know, no matter what I do yeah. now, it's not gonna make that big change. Yeah, you just you just feel that it's ready to go out into the world. Exactly, and when, once you have that feeling, mm. then you just have to trust it. 
and then you have to go with it because otherwise you start I mean, going back and be like but 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 yeah you, you can go on forever yeah yeah thanks for going into that process with us now let's go back a little bit here on Roots in the Vine each month we love tracing the origins of sounds be it artists subgenres trends could you tell us a bit about your first steps into the world of soul music yeah what was your relationship with music like growing up so like I think my parents have all, always like been listening to you know Womack and Womack and these type of, of bands when I was when I'm on vinyl and oh Womack and Womack yeah. yeah teardrops classic yeah so it's a good band and like I feel like we always had I mean we were always listening to music in the home but like there's no one in my family that's musicians or like no one is no there's no one surprising with music in my family um, okay. I just started you know like normal school then I started this thing called like the interactive music school which is basically like where you get the little kind of tested and rhythm and clapping and stuff when you're little and then oh. they kind of pick musical kids out you know yeah. and then you can Mm-hmm. This that sounds cool yeah it's really cool and you have like a band and you get ear practice as the first thing so you don't really learn by like reading music notes and stuff you just learn by they put records on and then you have to do rounds on instruments so you start with a bass and you have to jump mm-hmm. on the keys mm-hmm. nice so I did that when I was little and it was it was super good and then that sounds really useful yeah it was really useful and really nice and just like fun you know no it was not like stressful was that in school or more of an after school thing it was like an after school thing cool and I love that Wish I did that. <laughs> and then, you know, the European song contest thing? I wasn't oh, yeah. for kids, but in Denmark. No. When I was 11. Wow, that's amazing. Super fun, actually. We didn't win. We had, like, a horrible song about a computer. <laughs> yeah. Was, was oh, class. I love really dated songs about computers. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> this thing about, like, the computer, and you could do all these things in the computer. And I even think it was pretty, like, awkward me and the girl was singing we didn't know the playboy logo and i actually <gasps> think the girl now when i watch it back she was wearing this like blue top oh. with like a silver playboy yeah. bunny on and i, was I like, can oh, picture this yeah <laughs> it was so ridiculous um, surely they must add someone to go like mm, maybe not <laughs> yeah i know why wasn't that someone saying it? like probably the adults must do <laughs> someone's not looking after these kids ridiculous actually but yeah, it was, we were doing all of that and then, you know, we get to, got to perform and do little like summer festivals and all of that and that kind of like put me in the zone for music. Awesome. And then after that I had a vocal a teacher and she was really into gospel and Kirk Franklin and all of that oh, and cool. then I kind of got more and more into singing gospel music and then I went to the library and I started the whole like new soul search, Dwelly, just got all of that, you know, and then slowly my mind just kind of opened. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to ask about some of your inspirations and stuff. So it was like a mixture of the gospel and the neo-soul stuff, was it? Yeah, it was like, you know, all of the the dwellies, the music soul child, the foreign exchange and, you know. Oh, foreign exchange, yeah. Yeah, lots of different gospel music. It was all of that. And also like more jazz stuff. I played a lot more piano when I was younger. It's a lot like, you know, mm. even like Diana Kroll and a lot of Nordic, Nordic jazz stuff. Lars Jensen uh-huh. and... Cool. Yeah, it was, you know, my, my really favourite singer, Liz Wright, who also picked for my song choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Marie, you're doing our job for us. <laughs> I know. Nice segue there. Let's play a tune, shall we? Yeah. We've asked you to bring a couple of songs along for us. And the first one is your very own root track. One of your personal inspirations, and you've picked Liz Wright. Mm. Another singer who walks both worlds of jazz and soul, as well as gospel too. Oh, Could amazing. you tell us a little bit about why you've chosen her? 
No, I just think she's one of my like long-standing inspirations. You know, I just think her voice is so great and she sounds so amazing live. Mm. And she just seems like a nice person as well. Like I'd love to be friends with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps that it, it does. Yeah. You know, she just seems like nice. Yeah, so many of my favourite artists, you know, people I just like to hear talk as well. Yeah. Like you said, you feel like you know them a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's better to like, I think you can much better bond with the music if you also think the person seems kind of cool. You know? Yeah, yeah you're 100% right. agree. She just seems so nice. And I just think, you know, the way she um, interprets other people's songs and also the way that she writes, it's just unique and special. And her voice is so unique as well. Yeah, she has such a, a beautiful tone to her voice gorgeous have you seen her live I've seen her like so many times I've seen her in London I've seen her in Denmark I've seen her in London at Ronnie Scott's oh class well in Copenhagen and, and she was just like amazing both times so mm. I just you know the, her songs like talking about songs and timestamps have so yeah. many timestamps in my life when I started you know getting really into music yeah I've just been singing along and learning her songs a lot so nice. yeah one of my favourites of hers well actually I've got, I've got two the song Salt mm. that one's a beautiful song but also her cover of um walk with me oh, she just, nice. oh my gosh she just sings that just oh it's so good you can't help but sing along with her because it's just infectious walk with me such a good song yeah, yeah. Ooh. gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> well let's hear some of that shall we mm-hmm. this is liz wright with fire fire Sometimes 
Fire by Liz Wright, one of our guests tonight, Marie Dahlstrom's personal inspirations. Yeah. Nice. Very tasteful pick there. Mm. Thanks, it's so good. I imagine you've got quite a unique perspective on some of these genres, actually. Obviously, growing up in Denmark as opposed to here in the UK. Yeah, what was going on um, on Danish radio back in the day? I imagine that it was quite different to what we grew up listening to here. You know what? I actually think Denmark is so boring when it comes to music compared to the UK, which is mm. also why I'm... I think because it's super like just it was at least I feel very like one dimensional and not very oh, okay. multicultural and like yeah. you know not much like R&B soul all of that and back then it wasn't really like an in genre I feel like now hip hop right. R&B all of that has become a lot more like the mainstream yeah. genre but back then yeah. it was kind of cheesy and, and all of that and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really feel like I fit it so much into the music scene mm-hmm. um, but that's also why I went to London to study music because I was like, I want some different influences and I want to be more in the mix with what I like. Right. So, yeah, I actually, and then after that, once I moved to London, I actually felt quite out of touch with the music that was happening in Denmark. Right. And even if you ask now, I don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, London's just a completely different world in itself, isn't it? Just yeah. the genres and the artists coming out of there. Yeah, there's like a whole a whole sound coming out of London. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah. So obviously you moved to London. Uh, what age did you move? Um, when I was 20. Right. 21. 21. Yeah, I moved up nice. When I was done with um, with my like the equivalent of A-levels, but we have a three right. years, it's called gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And then I moved straight to London and then I thought I was just going to be there three years to study music, but then I just stayed. Mm-hmm. Was there ever any other thoughts to go anywhere else or was it just London's where I need to be? I'd been to London for like two summer holidays, I think, like the years before. And I just really liked it. You know, I was like, you know, in my party stage, like late teenage, bum, 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 out, Piccadilly Circus, all of that, you know, like... <laughs> nice party time. Party! I, just, I was really, I really loved it for that. So when I moved, I was like, bang on the party, boom, boom here I am. Um, <laughs> party then, bus. <laughs> you know, I, when, as soon as I started school, I was just studying, 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 and I was always oh, like yeah, just working yeah. and practicing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. The multiculturality of the city really made me feel like, now nah, it has to be London. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest aspects of London, isn't it? You've got all these creatives from yeah. all walks of life really adding mm-hmm. their own little flavours to the scene. Yeah. Like we both love Jordan Rakai and you can see how yeah. he's created this little sub scene around mm-hmm. him. Exactly. Bringing in some of that more chilled Aussie vibe, the jazzy mm-hmm. dubby fusion, you know. No, it's amazing. Yeah, I feel like Denmark is a bit more um, a bit more judgmental and mm-hmm. we also have that Yendelon, you know, where you're like you shouldn't think you are anything type of thing. Yeah. Um it's like a yeah over mm-hmm. over everyone. And I think London is a bit more there's there's a different energies and it's good to be pushed a bit in different directions, you know? Yeah, we I think we probably have a bit of that up north where we are to be honest. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people look down on the on the creative endeavor. Yeah, I think it's just kind of small-mindedness, to be honest, you know, or just kind of just ignorance, you know, being afraid of something that you don't know and you don't understand, you know. And then when people actually experience something which is genuinely good, mm. like, <laughs> oh, right, it's actually really, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah, good, that you know? thing of, oh, you actually did this. Okay. Wow. Well, it's like surprise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, once you move to London, you've never really looked back. And you've come up working with and alongside some of the most incredible artists. Alpha Mist, Emma V, oh. Connor Albert, Saprell, Jeremy Passion. Yeah. I think one thing we're both super interested to know is just how you went about forming all these amazing connections yeah. within the London scene, you know? Yeah, it's, I guess that in a weird way, it's kind of strange because I'm not really from London and I didn't know anyone at all. That's the thing, yeah, coming as a stranger, then finding yourself in the midst of this amazing artistic explosion. Yeah, I guess that's kind of strange, but... I think because I was I was kind of starting with them, mm-hmm. so everyone was at zero at that point, you know. Right. And I think that really helped because everyone was just willing and wanting to make music. Um, okay. And then so there's this whole big phase in the beginning when you start making music of the like, hey, do you want to work with me? Mm-hmm. Texting people and da 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 and trying to like prove your worth, mm-hmm. and it becomes like you don't ever reach out, and then people always reach out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Were these people you'd seen online or had you seen them performing in London? I actually think with, uh, for example, with Emily and Alpha and Barney, they came to one of my shows. Uh, mm. I, had, I was singing at one of them kind of like open my ish once. Wow. Yeah. And I, had, I think it was like vocal and verses or some one of them once where I had. Mm-hmm. Cool. They, they were like, who is this person? And then they came <laughs> up to me. And nice. we just started collaborating after that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And with Ciprell, I think we had a mutual friend or like, Something I can't remember. I think it was through Instagram where we had like a little conversation, mm-hmm. and then like April and May was kind of like via, you know, MV, and also because that whole scene is pretty connected. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. And I think comedy was played keyboard for comedy for a while as well. Comedy, yeah. It was cool. just like once the whole thing started, you know. Then I had this Tom, and then we Tom. did that song, and I think after that, I probably made comedy. It was just like, do you know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. a ball rolling, yeah. and then. All of a sudden, you just know a lot of people. Yeah. Mm, that's great. I think it just makes the whole scene that much more appealing as well. I mean, to nerds like us, we'll love finding all these connections. Mm-hmm. It's great to feel like there is this scene that you can be a part of rather than mm-hmm. just liking this artist here, that artist there. It really feels like there's something to dive deeper into, you know? Yeah, exactly. And people are also cool. Like The thing is, people are, are usually cool, do you know what I mean? I don't think... I haven't experienced this whole like very you know bad vibes in the music mm. industry, but I guess in a sense also on the very outside of it, because I have my own label. Yeah, I don't have a publishing deal or anything, so I don't feel all of that. But I've also always been very uninterested in all of that anyway. So 
you know. Yeah, you've kind of got a bit of a, a freedom. Yeah, you've, you've navigated it the right way, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's very wise. Mm. And, and you know these um, collaborations, would you say they were kind of um, on a friendship basis or more professional? Like what, what makes for a, a good collaboration? I think a good collaboration is when all parties are like included and mm. when there isn't too much distinction between like producer and writer or like artist writer or writer producer mm-hmm, yeah. I think if you have all these distinctions like one person by the computer not looking at the other people and then like one songwriter over in the corner sitting like typing out lyrics and then like an artist trying to like get an input and stuff I really don't think mm-hmm. that's important yeah. but I think when everyone is more organic and oh can I try this little line even though you might not be the pianist for that session oh yeah don't worry jump on this or like hmm could you sing some BBC and I'm just try this and when it's more like collaborative and people don't have so much ego I find it to be like a lot more interesting and mm-hmm. I think you can do that with, with it's more like a personality thing that it's a friend's thing you know mm-hmm. yeah and I sometimes for example when I wrote the song like Sand it was literally oh, one yeah. of my favorite sessions ever it was with Bo and um, this space is called David from Berlin oh Diaco yeah and I've never met mm-hmm. David before he was just like a, a listener of my music and yet oh, we kind of had listened to each other's music before but we'd never met mm-hmm. and I just came to my house in the morning and we just spent the whole day making a song till like midnight or something I didn't I didn't write the top line that day we just I was doing something on keyboard starting with some chords and then Bo did some chords and then like you know David was sitting on the computer then you know they kind of swapped around and then he was like both on the computer for a bit and do you know what I mean it was just very I was doing a little shaker and everything was just kind of mixed you know what I mean awesome sounds mm-hmm. like the dream and then when the whole beat was done and everything and then then I just the next evening sat down and I wrote the melody and the lyrics on top of it but you know those kind of sessions where the time just kind of goes and you don't think about it that's how it should be I think yeah that, that sounds incredible yeah that song like sand was my morning alarm for so long <laughs> so whenever i hear those opening chords i'm like oh i've got to go to work <laughs> the opening little twinkly bits it's like birds fluttering outside my window <laughs> yeah yeah amazing track though Thank you. And I mean, that collaborative nature is no more evident than in your Her Songs project as well. Yeah. That's your collaborative work with Danny Mercier, Emily Browning, The Naked Eye and Emma V, mm. where a group of yous from all different countries yeah. got together in a house and wrote and produced two EPs together. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about that? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, it was just that we... Uh... We kind of all met over the internet as well, just like, you know, mutual, like liking each other's music on Instagram and, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, you want to work or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then me and Danny, we had like a conversation about doing some kind of collaborative initiative. Um, and then we quickly figured out, okay, let's get Francesca involved, let's get Emily. And then all of a sudden we just had this little group where we were talking about it. Class. And then we said, how quickly can we put someone together? And we wrote like a little pitch just to some different companies and brands and then we got lots of things donated and then within one and a half months actually very quick we had everything sorted and then we got like a house in LA and we just started the first the first round and my friend Melody he was filming and you know documenting it yeah and it was so quick and so organic and fun and you know and also um, challenging in a way because you have to work with people who write very different from you yeah it was a really good process and we really look forward to do the next one but obviously with coronavirus and everything it just hasn't 
possible. Yeah, yeah. We were going to ask if you were going to complete the trilogy. It's LA and Toronto you've done, right? Yes, we're going to do one more. We're definitely going to do one more, or even more than that. But we just haven't really like had a chance to like put it together. You know, it's so much work to like organize. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You need a bit of a rest in between each each one. How about her songs, Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, lots of songs about grey skies and rain oh but there's lots of friendly people in Newcastle it's a nice place yeah. <laughs> it's just the weather it's nice so it must be good you know <laughs> you could always write a song about Greg's yeah have you ever had a Greg's, Greg's Castle Greg's oh. yeah I mean we've currently got a sausage and bean melt shortage <laughs> yes so you know if you ever want to write a really sad song you could write a song about the sausage and bean melt shortage <laughs> you guys like Greg's do you guys go to Greg's not really. I don't mind the Greggs. Don't mind. Do. Although my favourite is the sausage bean melt. So without that, I've got no reason to go to Greggs. Yeah, I'm gluten free, dairy free. Do you know what I'm saying? So like Greggs is ah. not it's so for me. Yeah. So that's definitely not in the equation. <laughs> I think that's off the cards completely. <laughs> no songs about Greggs. Yeah. Damn it. If, if someone paid me lots of money, we could do a little uh, a jingle for Greggs. Yeah, Marie Dahlstrom <laughs> Greggs jingle. That would be amazing. I might eat Greg's pasties every day if we could make that happen. That might just completely turn it around for I Greg's. I think so. I think so. But <laughs> we've ended up talking about Greg's. I think that probably tells us it's time for another tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next track you've brought along for us, Marie, is Blast from LA. Yeah. What grabbed you about this one? I just love this album. I just been. I think it's the one I've listened to the most in the last year. Probably if I look at like my, you know, most listened to Spotify. Mm. I think his album is like really, really up there with together with probably D Smoke's album. Those two have been really rinsing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think I don't know. I just think he's so good, so good melodies, you know. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's play Marie's choice. This is Blast Overrated. You ain't even gotta say it. Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated. Ay, you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolated. Ay, you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated. Are you down to beat the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this sights you see? I'm willing to give you. All this love I got But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love You ain't even gotta say it Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated Yeah you know I've ever let money ain't none if you got nobody to share it with. Heart on my sleeve, don't got a problem with wearing it. Time ain't free, so if you got it, you cherish it. You know the call never switch, my love in the cheek. You know I'ma go all out for my shit. If we ever fall out, get it good, get it right back. And if it's up, let it stick, and it's like that. You ain't even gotta say it. Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated. Ay, you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated. Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all these sights you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got. 
But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love Another cool tune there, picked by our guest Marie Dalstrom. That's underrated by Blast. And Blast's an interesting one in that he's had these amazing cosigns from guys like Kendrick and he's worked with DJ Mustard. But he started totally on his own, completely independently, from mixing his own stuff to even editing his own videos and artwork. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you've spoken in the past, Marie, about your own preference for releasing independently. Mm -hmm. What have been some of your experiences in that realm? Any advice for people looking to take that route? I think, you know, it's, it's, with being an independent artist, it's like there's both goods and bads, you know, and it's yeah. kind of, I think, a personality thing, how much you can tolerate of, yeah. the, of each of those things, you know, and how willing you are to be kind of like put in positions you probably don't want to be and forced into doing music you don't want like it depends on what kind of relationship you have to your music and I think yeah, just to say true. so I don't yeah. like offend anyone there isn't you know wrong or right or anything I just feel that for me personally it's not you know um, I've never like wanted to be on like a major label or mm-hmm. even have like you know people like A&R's coming to be like mm, the hi-hat doesn't sound quite right you know try and add a little bit more blue and green mm. to your song or all this like, <laughs> yeah I mean what does that even mean <laughs> I never wanted any of this you know what I mean to like yeah I just think it's very weird that people who do not who aren't the musicians or the artists or mm-hmm. anyone like that has to come and have like really huge defining opinions about you know the yeah. music crafted for years and what you can put out and uh, for me it would just feel like a prison mm, fair play. and that wouldn't yeah. to compromise um, my artistry I think to that extent then I would rather be less known or less successful or you, you know how you want to put it never make it in music or however you want to put it, yeah you know? respect and I think you have to be clear about that before you try to go down either of those paths because it does give you like different outcome I think you know yeah. I, I can look at some of my peers who've done gone down the, the label route and be like but you know I wish I kind of wish I've had that or mm. you know that campaigns yeah. are so well organized they had so much so much come after they put a release out and be like ah we know if I just have had that maybe you know I would be here or you cannot mm-hmm. help but get those thoughts but then at the same time you know there's also I think personally there's been a lot of uh, power in a way mm-hmm. from from working everything out yourself from learning everything from being able to communicate correctly about splits and yeah. you know what's what and master and publishing all of these things you know and mm-hmm. the code and all the things you use in music and, and be like in the know when you're dealing with it yeah it, it's a lot of hats to wear isn't it mm-hmm. you're suddenly not just a musician anymore you become a business person as well don't you exactly. when you become involved in every every aspect of it yeah and you become consistently, I think, motivated because you have to do it because no one else is doing it. That's true. And that's yeah. a very big factor for me because as soon as someone takes over and you know, and it becomes more distant from yourself, yeah. I think you can easily start relying on other people doing it. And then you also, are like, not you, but everyone, maybe just me, lose a little bit of, of motivation in that way, you know? Mm. So right. I think having that consistent drive and push to, to do better and become mm-hmm. more... Um, is, is good for me at least yeah 
Plus, I mean, it must be super rewarding to follow a project from literally nothing through every stage to putting it out there yourself. Yeah. I remember even when I bought the vinyl, seeing the payment go through to your email address was, was cool. Yeah. yeah, success comes in so many different forms, isn't it? It can be completely just your own personal preferences. And it's interesting what you're saying about it It just coming down to as well, your personality type, your character, what you're able to tolerate. You know, if, if you're somebody that maybe doesn't have a strong vision, yeah. it might be really helpful to have, you know, that team of people, you know, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it's like, but. You know, just just having that dynamic as opposed to being an independent artist, you essentially are your own business. You do have to view it like, okay, I'm running this. Yeah, and also just whatever you um, achieve, you kind of just achieved organically. It's a nice feeling that, you know, there's no one who's been, you know, putting lots of money in or done lots of promotion. Whenever anyone reach out, you know, like, for example, for me, it's always just been my goal to be recognized, you know, and right. more than to be yeah. famous, but to be appreciated and respected for my music. And cool. yeah. I think when then people that I respect reach out to me and, and you get that kind of, oh, you know, really like your music, it feels like it feels like a huge feels achievement, good. you know, especially mm. when you're just like a small person from Denmark who moves to a different city and it just grew up just me and my manager, no one else. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so that's the ultimate goal, is it? Yeah, exactly. the recognition and the respect I guess rather than hitting a certain amount of numbers or hitting this level of fame yeah yeah and I also think like right now in the way that we live something that I'm thinking about a lot when like trying to raise you know my son and becoming a parent mm-hmm. and being that person for someone yeah. I think we've we've really gone into this super achievement based kind of individualized society that mm-hmm. I don't actually I think it's very unhealthy you know yeah. when everything comes to everything it's not very relevant for life you know mm-hmm. and everything that we do is very much connected to this and likes and you know get insecure or something <laughs> yep. and then people don't like it and all mm-hmm. these things where it's like really like you know just go for a walk like mm-hmm. look at some leaves like you know what I mean you have to I feel like you can we can take a lot of things like a lot backwards mm-hmm. again yeah and find some a bit of balance um, yeah big picture stuff mm-hmm. It's constantly shifting as well. I mean, mm. what quantifies success now mightn't be the same as what it was, you know, 15 years ago. Definitely. I mean, getting your music video on MTV used to be the thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now you can spend all this money on music videos and they don't really matter. I know. I guess it's more just about the streams and, and who's coming to your gigs. Yes. And even that, it's yeah, playlists, you know. Definitely. You can have an amazing album and, and, you know, no one hears it, then you get on like two playlists that where you, yeah. where you you know stay on it like it's one of the sort of players that don't just have the week you know but the long one get on feel good Friday and then all of a sudden <laughs> over a couple of years it's almost got like five new plays and then yeah. you're in a completely different position but you never changed you know mm-hmm. so it's just the ability that we always rely on so you can't trust that world because it's not true it's just you know whatever comes yeah you're right yeah it's, it's hard to get your head around isn't it yeah especially at the minute when it's just quicksand the way things are changing at the minute so exactly. yeah you, you're totally right yeah well that's awesome Marie thanks for such uh, cool insight uh, for one of the leading lights in today's soul scene um, we'll start with wrapping things up but before you go we'd love to throw a few cheeky quick fire mm. questions your way if that's alright let's go for it go for it are you ready we love the quick fires <laughs> yes I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> the hard mind, the hard. Oh. Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Jill Scott or Erica Badu? Which one are you going to go for? Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Go on. 
tribe called Quest are the roots. Focused. Tribe, nice. Mm. Okay, a, a big one. Marvin Gaye or Stevie? Stevie. Mm. Stevie. Oh, you can do this one, April. This is this is an April question. Okay. Oh, this is mine. Rhythm or harmony? <sighs> That's tough. Harmony. Mm. Okay. It's yeah, a good one. Now, if you could do a her songs in any fictional place, <laughs> where would it be? <laughs> Her songs Gotham City, her songs Hogwarts, Harry Potter, Moomin Valley. I think her songs Teletubby Land could be good. Oh God, Teletubby Land. Um, <laughs> it would probably be um, in that Avatar world. Avatar world. Whoa, yeah. That would be amazing. Pandora with the, the Na'vi. That would be so nice, all those plots and everything. Yeah, that would be the one. You know what? That's the right answer. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that was a good, good thinking about that one, Murray. Good pull. Um, if you could hear any other artist, living or dead, sing one of your songs, who and what would it be? It would be Music Soul Child. Okay. Ooh, and I would yes. sing a love letter and improvisation. That would be sick. We have to put this out into the universe now. <laughs> yeah. Get that to happen. <laughs> yeah, Music Soul Child. <laughs> we have a request for you, Music Soldier. <laughs> and um, who would you not want to hear? <laughs> would I not want to hear sing my song? Yeah, yeah. Throw some shade, come on. I would not like to hear Miley Cyrus sing a lovely early yeah. <laughs> She's just being Miley. <laughs> no offense, I just, I just couldn't hear I couldn't, I couldn't hear that tone. No, so not at all. <laughs> uh, last one, last one. So, as we've said, you're no stranger to supergroups with her songs. Who would be in your ultimate neo soul supergroup? Mm. Ooh, the ultimate neo soul supergroup. Maybe someone on keys, guitar. Should that be people I know or, or famous people? Any, any, famous, as big as you want to dream. <laughs> you can be in it if you want. It's up to you. Okay, yeah. I would probably have uh, someone like. Uh, Should let you think about this one, shouldn't it? It's I? not really quick fire. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's hard. One. It is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably have uh, Travis Sales on keyboard. Okay. Um, I would have uh, Kim Burrell. I think I know she's a gospel singer, but I would just have her voice in there, just to have that's it. That's so good. Just yeah. one of her voices. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can have ten backing vocalists if you mm, want. It's all good. No limit. Yeah. We have Jasmine Sullivan in there as well for the vocals. Ooh, Jasmine mm-hmm. Sullivan, wow. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to have someone like Donald Jones just because I love his like early R&B touch oh, to bring yeah. some Donald people, Jones. You know? Yeah. And then I would love um, Adam Blackstone to arrange it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, could just, I, I could just go on and <laughs> This is sounding tasty. Yeah, let's just talk about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be crazy. But yeah, go on. I want this to happen. That is a classy, is classy supergroup. A mega supergroup. Yeah. Nice. Damn it. Now I'm just sad we don't live in a world where that exists. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you've survived the gauntlet. Well done. It was good. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one to think about, isn't it? Yeah. We'll have to add that to our regular rotation of questions, I think. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much for your precious time. Well, thank you so much for being so patient with everything. It's our pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Everyone listening, you must check out Marie's new EP. Mm. It's an order. And then then go back and listen to everything else, all the EPs. 
like sand. Nice. You will thank us later. Yeah. So you're also gearing up for your first live show in quite a long time too. Yeah. I think the shows will be dropped. This show that we're recording now will be dropping the day before your actual show. Uh, which is Friday the 19th, Camden Assembly, Camden, yeah. a sold out show. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Congratulations. I have my ticket here. Oh, yeah. I'm making the trip. Yeah, yeah. It'll be so good to see many of your faces. I can't wait. Yeah. You'll see me down the front. <laughs> Probably having a little cry. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous because it's been so long. Yeah, how are you feeling about it? It has been a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very nervous because I've got two new band members this time. Usually I play with the same band always, mm-hmm. but this time around it's going to be two new people. Okay. Because nice. some weeks are overlapping. And uh, yeah. also, I'm, because I'm still in Denmark, I've been doing all my backing vocal rehearsals on Zoom. And you know how there's the delay, like a little lack. Yeah. So it's been like yeah. hearing the parts together. So it's been like mm, very hard. <laughs> yeah, we, we love Zoom. But it's been good. It's good to get back in shape. I've been practicing my vocals, you know, the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I need to keep on practicing one more. So it's going to be good. Cool, cool. What can we expect from the set list? Any surprises? You can expect all of the new EP and uh, some of like lots of like sand stuff awesome. and uh, some of this new EP and um, mm-hmm. probably a couple older songs. Yeah, but I, love it. I wanna I wanna play some of the like sand stuff because I only got to play it once. You know, the last gig I did before the whole Corona outbreak. Yeah, I know yeah. that's such a shame. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think that the album's been out a year and you've never had a chance to perform it. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, you need to let the people hear that. Yeah, that'll be a special one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. And we can't wait for more Marie music. So we will say goodbye with another beautiful track. Okay, guys. This is the title track from the new EP. Perfect. This is Safe Place by the amazing, talented, iconic Marie Dahlstrom. Thanks so much (laughs) for joining us tonight. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. Honestly, such a good show. That's kind of you. We have a nice evening. One absolute treat. I'll see you down in Camden. Yes, you in Camden. <laughs> see you, Marie. Bye bye. Bye Sometimes these feelings are hard. This year has unraveled all. Nothing to hide beneath. We're revealed and raw. Our time is flying so fast. What happened to all the plans? Only material.
Wow. Wow. That was a mega interview. Thank you, Marie. How lovely. What a lovely woman. Such a lovely person. And, you know, you really, after, after speaking to her, you really connect her personality with the music that she puts out. Like, you really, Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Totally agree. Just yeah. lovely. Incredible. Thank you, Marie. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have, because I'm not going to lie, it's pretty self-indulgent for us getting to meet <laughs> one of our... Um, <laughs> <laughs> favorites yeah we're not lying when we say marie dalston is one of our favorites yeah, yeah so that was sweet yeah we just we have to tone it down now we have to stay cool okay that's it now <laughs> okay <We're> pro man <laughs> <That's> pro <it. laughs> so yeah i hope you've enjoyed this month's episode as much as we have and um, we're coming into land now got one more song for you uh, but before we leave you with that one as usual connect with us yeah. you know if you have some opinions about what we were bringing if you have an opinion about my Bjork and their palm connection <laughs> get in touch you can contact us via um, Facebook we have a group yeah, page Abel's lost the plot I've lost the <laughs> you're meant to be the Neo correct Soul me, specialist correct me <laughs> I'm meant um, to be bringing the weird stuff <laughs> Well, roll reversal, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, you, you can find us on, on Facebook, you. Sold Out Roots in the Vine, or you can connect with us on Instagram. And also, if you're an artist and you want your music to be played, we will play your music. Hit us up. You just have to get in touch. Yeah, we've been seeing lots of local stuff recently. It's been nice. We have. It's nice to be back. Mm. We've seen some good stuff. We've seen Jared Lawson, which was oh, mega. God, yeah, we haven't even mentioned that. Have we? we went to see Jared Lawson the other week, and it was the most insane display of musicianship I've ever seen. Our minds were blown. I don't think yeah. I'm going to see... I'm not going to view music the same again. In fact, mm. I came away from that gig mind blown, feeling so inspired, like, oh my gosh, I just want to make music. Awesome. And then got to a point where I was like, I'm crap. It's not as good as Jared, is it? <laughs> this is no chance. <laughs> no. Just give the, up the, now. In, inspiration up now. rather than dejection. We want to see the inspiration. Yes. Yeah. And hailing back from the words of Eric Robertson, do what you love and love what you do. Yeah. So that's yeah, the that's, most that's important the thing. We make music because we love it. Not because somebody else is <laughs> better than us or not better than us. Oh, yeah. Uh, why even bother? <laughs> What's the point? Much like this podcast, yeah, really. <laughs> I know. Well, we do it because we love we it. We try, I think. we try. <laughs> yeah, so Steve, what are you leaving us with? One last tune to take us out. Keeping it in the Scandi family. Oh, yes. This is not a brand new artist, but a brand new song. She mm -hmm. seems to have had quite an interesting career, even though she's still very young, still just 23. This is a young girl called Linzion. Linzion is another name pardon, for us to Pardon my Scandinavian rack. pronunciation. Yeah, this is a track called Change It. Linzion's Norwegian. And she said her stuff is a cross-pollination of neo-soul and hip-hop. Oh, nice. Cites uh, Outcast and No Name as inspiration. Oh, I like No Name. And... I really hear the no name in the verse mm. of this track. She does sort of like a spoken word, rap, mm -hmm. sang, mixture. It's quite cool. Cool. Yeah, just a really cool breezy slice of soul, uh, super catchy guitar, twinkly keys. Got all the neo soul elements present. And a really cool switch up at the end of the track. So make sure you listen to the end, everyone. Just goes whoop, slows it down and just rides off into a little Very nice. Neo soul fade out. Very, very cool. Very nice. So we'll be back next month 
who knows what we will have up our sleeve next month. Yeah, it'll be the last one of the year, so we might uh, mm. we might get some best of the years something in, Something special. Mm. Yeah, maybe some of our favourite albums or favourite singles. Something like that. Something like that. Awesome. So we'll see you then. Yeah. Till next month. Till next month. Catch Peace you later. Taking care of myself, I need that air. What I'm reaching for is go outside my door. I wanna fly, hands up high, reach the sky, meet that guy. At least I'll try. Man, what's that sound? I when I'm lost and found. Hold a white blank, meaningless. Nothing new to me, I guess. Hold up, nothing new to me, I guess. Blow up, or maybe there's another blessing. My head will I dare, or maybe tomorrow will be the day I finally share all of me. Then I'll see what I'll be. I gotta love myself, and then I will be a real champ. Yesterday was weak. Nothing new to seek. A newborn day is on its peak, and all I do is longing for the coming week. But no, uh-uh. nothing new, nothing new. Just the same old monotonous way of living through. Feeling bad, feeling sad, feeling madness. Feelings floating, flying all around. And what I feel will never get out of my hand. Will I there? Or maybe tomorrow will be the day I finally share all of me. Then I'll see what I'll be. I gotta love myself, and then I'll be a champion.